Yeah, so I really liked the song um, Reckless Love by Corey. Oh, I thought it was Cody. It's Corey Asbury, who's from Asbury. Probably not Asbury. <laughs> Gosh, sorry. There's a, there's a fascinating and horrifying look behind the curtain of how I sleep. <laughs> Only takes 15 minutes. <laughs> to make a joke about VeggieTales having sex. So talking about the intersection of the Austin bombings and Black Panther. Is that okay? Oh, I thought we were going to talk about the intersection of the Austin bombing and homeschooling. Because it's just coming out he was homeschooled. I, th- I thought we could talk about the intersection of the Austin bombings and uh, gender, gender roles. <laughs> I think actually that would be a great topic. And then we could talk about the intersection of the Austin bombing and singleness in the church. This is awful. Why does John Piper think that <laughs> gender roles will fix everything? I don't it's know. Pre- I mean, why... It's pretty incredible. I mean, why do like why do progressive Christians think that every sex crime <laughs> is because of John Piper? Like it's like a never ending. <laughs> it's like a snake that's eating itself. Yeah, it's just that's a true. That never <laughs> it's pretty crazy though. Yeah, I, I like that, that he blamed like every societal ill on egalitarianism. It's like he saw like how the progressives had had brought their rhetoric up, and he was like, "I got this. I can do that. <laughs> I ha- I've got you one better. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the ultimate one up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's it's interesting to me. I didn't really grow up hearing about gender roles. It was just kind of accepted, which, you know, is probably its own form of badness. But I I, the the amount of time spent talking about it is just like it's incredible. And I don't understand because real couples who are like functioning are not constantly talking about this, are they? (laughs) I can honestly say I don't think we've ever sat down and been like. What's our role here? Like, (laughs) you just kind of like figure out how to function, and if it's not working, you talk about it. And I I don't know. I think that's called living life. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, not just tweeting platitudes about it. (laughs) Gender roles, and then like economic systems. Those are the two (laughs) things where it's like, do we really have to settle this as a church? Like, is this really something that we have to? figure out that's what i just i don't get it i don't get it i i see a (laughs) lot of stuff like come through my timeline of christians just very upset about capitalism or socialism (laughs) or whatever and it's like do we have a mandate here like no is is there a mandate that we have to figure out economics before jesus comes back like what that's not part of the great commission like what are we doing (laughs) Uh, yeah. Anyways. I think the important thing is just that when the zombies arrive, you know, just Kendra needs to get behind me. Like, just... (laughs) 
Well, that's just based sheerly on size. Yeah. Like, I don't need suggestions at that point. Like, this is not a democracy. Just get behind me and <laughs> follow me to safety. Yeah. Well. Okay. I'm on Twitter. I mean, I have it pulled up. So, whatever tweets you're going to surprise me with, I'm ready. Okay. Um, you already sent me one this morning. I've got a, I've got a few. I've got maybe five or six. Um, anything you wanted needed to bring to the table? Uh, no. I mean, any food related topics are always good, but yeah, it's whatever. Food related topics, like like what's your favorite snack? <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Well, you know, you know my. I think we did that last time with the uh, the bananas. Yeah, I know that you don't like bananas. We don't need to do a third episode of you talking about no, bananas. That's, that's like my strongest food take. So I don't like bananas or hot dogs. Um, yeah, I don't think I, I don't think I really have any strong food takes. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely not true for me. I'm passionate about food. Damn. No, I'm not a I'm not a food snob. Like. I'm not because I can't afford to be uh-huh. foodie is just rich white person for I have enough money to eat out all the time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways. What's your, okay. Well, what's your, um, what, like what's your most unpopular food take for reference? Well, I don't, I hate mushrooms. They're disgusting. Oh, thank you. They are. They're like boogers. They're like, they're poop fruit. That's what they like grow on poop, right? Yeah. But mushroom. Yeah. So why would I, why would I eat that? They have like the texture of boogers. I'm sorry, but they're disgusting. And Danny loves mushrooms, but he doesn't do the grocery shopping. So they're never in the house. Good, so. for, good for you. <laughs> I just, I forget, you know, that he likes them when it's when I'm shopping. And I also don't want to stand there and watch him eat raw mushrooms out of the carton. That's just gross. Okay, well, this you know this factors into this podcast talking about the intersection of the culinary <laughs> arts and gender roles. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, if he wants to, no, I don't want him to take over the grocery shopping. So. More, more disgusting mushrooms or water chestnuts. <laughs> water chestnuts are just weird. I don't really, I don't have like, I don't have anything against them. They don't taste bad, uh-huh. but they're like. They're weird. They're crunchy, but they're soggy. I don't like them and mm. stuff. And also, what are they? And, and why does cauliflower smell so bad? I don't know. I feel like broccoli and cauliflower both smell really gross. But actually, Brussels sprouts smell the worst, but they taste delicious if you cook them right. Mm. That's a bridge too far. <laughs> That's a bridge too far. It's true. They're so good. Mm. <laughs> I know. See, I grew up thinking, I'm pretty sure it was on like every other episode of Full House uh-huh. where they talked about how they didn't like Brussels sprouts. Mm-hmm. And so you just grow up assuming that something's gross and then you have it prepared well. And it's like, oh, this is actually delicious. Well, if I've learned anything from a lifetime of sermons, it's that God wants me to be happy. <laughs> That's true. So don't eat Brussels sprouts. <laughs> okay, so my all-time favorite snack. Not that you asked. 
is you just uh, preferably a paper plate if you have them in the house. Tortilla chips, shredded cheese, microwave for like 30 seconds, and then top it with sweet chili sauce. And it's a perfect snack. So good. Just the laziest nachos, but so delicious. <laughs> okay. And also healthy. <laughs> uh, listen, God wants you to be happy. So if that's what makes you happy. I, I, I think no, that's... you can't. That's like the snack you can only eat at home. You obviously can't like get that at a gas station. Mm. All right. Well, there you go. Okay. All right. <laughs> you don't have to put any of that in, but that was a nice little talk about food. <laughs> so we, we got we got to do Christian tweets because we haven't done Christian tweets in a while. But I don't know. Do you feel like do you feel like it's been a slow start of the year for Christian tweets? I think it has. I I, I do think it has been a little bit of a slow start to the year. We covered some last time that were pretty good. Do you think but, it's the observer effect? Do you think people know they're being watched now? I don't think they do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they know they're being followed, but I don't think they know that their tweets are being judged by the fun, sexy Bible time audience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, that's putting a lot of trust in somebody whose <laughs> chief trait is uh, existen- existential buffoonery mm-hmm. uh, to be self-aware enough to know that they're being mocked you're really asking a lot there i really am <laughs> all right can i just can i start you off with some ann voskamp please i i go to her feed and i try to find stuff but it's hard to find like a a real tweet because most of it is just linking to her post and every link is like a different sentence from her post to where by the end of it, she's actually tweeted the whole post <laughs> with a link to her post. <laughs> Ann Voskamp is a fan of tweeting Ann Voskamp articles. You, got, you have to give her that. Yeah. Okay, let's hear it. All right. This Okay. Ann Voskamp. This, again, is uh, one of her articles that she tweeted out. And this is this is the heading she put on it. You can't be courageous... Unless you first have courage. <laughs> and Christ is all your courage. That is really good. <laughs> you, you can't be courageous unless you first have courage. That's like a line from a Disney movie. <laughs> that first part. Yeah, I don't, I don't I, Christ I is all your courage. Yes, you can't be courageous unless you first have courage. That's I got nothing it's, like that. It's, just... Is it so deep we can't understand it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what side, I... of the, what side of the spectrum does that fall on? Existential buffoonery or theological word salad? I think it's probably existential buffoonery. I, I, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine in my head this little, like, you know, uh, what's like the needle? It's like, which side does this fall on? <laughs> Going back and forth. She mostly falls on that side. <laughs> and then it's, and then for some people, the needle is just like spinning around. Like, yeah. Super. Just, I, I I take issue with 
<clears throat> Christ is all your courage. I don't, I don't know. I, just, I, I don't know. Just a weird thing to say. <laughs> is that, I know that there's like, in the Old Testament, you know, be strong and courageous. But I don't, I don't know. I don't remember a lot of like, in the New Testament, when it talks about the implications of following Christ, like courage being one of them. Just. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. I'm going to hit you with some John Acuff. Okay. I don't go to his feet often. You know, since since Dave Ramsey like ate his soul, he's, he's chewed just, him up and spit him out. He's not been he's not been very entertaining. He's sort of turned into like a uh, like a very like syrupy self help kind of guy. Is, is that going to be like your fourth question in heaven? What happened between Dave Ramsey and John Acuff? I Why mean, did he even go work there? Yeah, no kidding. Like, what did you think was going to happen? PR? Like, I don't know. Okay, give me the tweet. <laughs> this is this is from the Olympics. Um, John Acuff tweeted, and you have to listen to this carefully because it, it's... What do curling commentators do the other 23 months of their lives... That's like saying, this is this is like saying, what does a fun, sexy Bible time podcaster do with the other hundred and little hours of his week? Like, <laughs> doesn't make sense. As if that could be your only vocation. <laughs> and also, twenty three months of their lives. <laughs> oh gosh, I missed that. <laughs> That's really. <laughs> oh yeah, I missed that. See, you told me to listen listen carefully, and I didn't. <laughs> yeah, they're twenty three months of their life. That's really the best kind of Christian tweet is when somebody's trying to be profound, but they've got a. Uh... I don't think he was trying to be profound. I think he was trying to be funny. <laughs> well, yeah, but the, the error is what makes it. Now funny. I'm just imagining a two year old <laughs> curling commentator. <laughs> Do they die after they hit two? Like, or are they are they phased out and retired? Oh man, twenty three months of their lives. That's a good one. I feel like that one might might be there at the end from the uh, two thousand eighteen <laughs> tweet of the year. As long as you don't have to like explain it to people that don't listen to the podcast and just look on the thing, because I missed it. <laughs> All right, let's let's uh, hit you with some Stephen Lawson, and uh, shout who's out. that? Yeah, yeah, I mean he's the white guy on Twitter. <laughs> uh, shout out to uh, Ian. I think it was Ian Grigsby that sent this to me. Okay. Uh, pray for Ian G. I think that's his handle. Okay, if you think God is your co-pilot, one of you needs to get out of the cockpit. That would be <laughs> you. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> That my dad said that in a sermon in 1998. <laughs> <laughs> I love the, I just love the imagery there. Like one of you needs to get out of the car, like eject mid-flight. Like, <laughs> no, just go sit in the back. Let okay. Jesus fly you around life. <laughs> it's pretty easy. 
I don't know why you're not doing that already. Mm. Are those are those bumper stickers still even a thing? Yeah, God is my. Go, I think they go right go right next to the Bush Quail ninety two bumper sticker. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't frequent Lifeway. <laughs> and uh, it doesn't take a village. It takes a mom and dad. Uh, I disagree with that. And like, what's the other one? Um, annoy a liberal, work and be happy. Oh yeah. All right. All right. Let's go to some uh, Rich Wilkerson. Okay. The Wilkerson clan. This is beautiful. It is so beautiful. (laughs) All the tweet says is leaving Mexico. (laughs) Whoops. You know, when you accidentally text the wrong person, (laughs) he texted Twitter (laughs) and forgot to delete it hey rich thanks for the update you're leaving mexico got it (laughs) oh that's like a facebook status update from 2005 (laughs) (laughs) or remember like when facebook remember like when everybody would (laughs) yes (laughs) remember when uh like he had to write in the third person yes that's what i was trying to say the third person yes and it still comes up in my time hop and I'm like, do I need to go delete this? <laughs> he sounds so stupid. But it would be like Casey is and then you'd fill in the blank. Uh-huh. And then when it would pop up in people's feeds, they would read it. Casey is blah, blah, blah. But now when you go back, it doesn't read that way. Uh-huh. So you just look like an idiot. <laughs> Not that anyone's looking at your Facebook from 10 years ago, but still. <clears throat> <laughs> all right let's see let's go to some Derek Rich Maui I think I sent oh. this one to you yes you did I like this one <laughs> no one follow your heart ever oh and what did you respond to him I can't remember what did I <laughs> you say you said so you're reformed huh <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you thought that was funny but I did Oh, I thought it was hilarious because I did not ever hear people so passionate about not following your heart until I started moving in reformed circles. <laughs> Just like, oh gosh, wow. Uh, Derek's a pretty cool guy and there's, there's, some, <laughs> there's some overlap between our followers. But, but there are also a lot of his followers that do not appreciate me and some of them started <laughs> jumping on me after I responded to that. <laughs> Oh, really? Yes. Oh, gosh. So self-important. <laughs> I, one guy, I, I I don't have it, the tweet pulled up. I just have a screenshot of it. But uh, one guy was like, oh, oh so like uh, what what part of the, of, and then listed like a bunch of Bible references. <laughs> what part of that is not, not reformed? <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, buddy. Before you respond to someone, you should go to their Twitter feed. And read it to see what kind of tweeter they are. Because you might see, should Jill be jerking that gherkin? (laughs) No, maybe this fight isn't worth it. (laughs) Did you retweet Uh, that one? Oh, yeah. I'm the the one and only. That was so funny. Should Jill be jerking that gherkin? Veggie tales and a biblical approach to sexual purity. I don't know why more people didn't appreciate that. 
awful. That's. <laughs> I mean, that's that's how you that's how you became second in command at Fun Size Bible Time headquarters. Is, I'm is, unafraid. <laughs> you're unafraid of the uh, of the inappro- inappropriate retweet. <laughs> it's just too good. It rhymes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, confession time. Like when I when I wrote that tweet, like I got hung up for like fifteen minutes on it because I couldn't figure out how to like define what the gherkin was. <laughs> like what? <laughs> like whether the gherkin was the other pickle or whether the gherkin was the pickle private part. <laughs> and I got hung and up it, on. It took me like that fifteen is, that's, minutes. That is, like, an insane level of overthinking. (laughs) A ridiculous tweet. Oh, my gosh. And I finally just decided, you know what? Let's just Just go for it. It'll it'll work either way. Just just hit send or tweet. (laughs) There's a a fascinating and horrifying look behind the curtain of how I tweet. (laughs) Only takes 15 minutes. (laughs) To make a joke about Veggie tails having sex. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> did we do the Beth Moore tweet last time? Oh yeah. We did the Beth Moore disappointing tweet last time, right? Is there another one? Did we do the Beth Moore deep tweet? <clears throat> I don't think so. Okay. I don't know if I know what you're talking about. This is Beth Moore from uh, January. <clears throat> Hang on, let me take a sip of water. This will take a while to read. <laughs> She really does go all in with that she 200 and 280 yes, character count. It. Give it time. We want it quick. Oh, gosh. Jesus wants it deep. <laughs> we want relief. Jesus wants redemption. We want it for me. Jesus wants it for many. He knows what he's doing. His timing is right. Let's be patient. It's folly to take into our own hands what Jesus alone can do with his. <laughs> There's so much there that if you're a, like a nice person, you don't care about. But if you're like a repressed... <laughs> Christian, <laughs> then there's so many jokes there. If you're a, re- if you're a repressed Christian homeschool parent, <laughs> there's podcast. so many jokes. <laughs> it's like never ending. I was yeah. like waiting for there to not be jokes, and then wow, I yeah, I remember that one. Okay. <laughs> it, it couples very nicely with with the Kev DeYoung tweet. I think we did this on the last one, but I'm just going to read it again. Kevin DeYoung, if you are not firm in faith, you will not be firm at all. <laughs> I mean, did you respond? To, you did respond to that one and tried to get blocked, and that didn't I did. work. <laughs> I did. I tried to get him to block me, but he wouldn't do it. He secretly wants to win the competition. <laughs> I guess so. I think I... I Again, I've just got the screenshots pulled up. I don't remember what I tweeted. It was something like, my youth pastor said a Proverbs 31 wife could help with that. <laughs> so awful. <laughs> oh, my goodness. 
Yeah, so that Beth Moore tweet, just, what does it say again? The very first part. We want it quick. Give it time. We want it quick. Jesus wants it deep. <laughs> just, just, just stop. Just, just stop. And I like the end because it says, it's folly to take into our own hands what Jesus alone can do with his capital H. <laughs> oh, see... Yeah, too many jokes. <laughs> I sent you this one. This was we'll end on this one because it's bizarre. Okay. <clears throat> by Doctor Mike Murdoch. You remember this one? I don't remember it by name, so probably Family. when I hear it. Family. I just created my goal for Twitter. Yeah. Three hundred thousand. I. <laughs> I am 282,000, <laughs> parentheses, excites me incredibly. <laughs> Can you help me? Every retweet makes me, all caps, dance. <laughs> Mike, hashtag Dr. MM, hashtag FB. Which one is it? <laughs> okay, I'm going to his page. It's from March 5th. Oh, he's still at 282. (laughs) I am 282,000. Excites me incredibly. (laughs) His most recent... Oh, no, that's his pinned tweet. Oh, my. (laughs) Oh, this is a good one, though. Okay, this is 10 minutes ago. Wow. He tweeted this while we were recording. Everyone wants to find dot, 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 a sin in your life. Now, this tweet is is um, capitalized like the title of a book. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Few want to find dot, 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 the pain in your spirit. Hashtag Dr. M.M. Hashtag FB. <laughs> uh, Everyone wants to find dot, 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 and then return dot, dot, dot. <laughs> sin in your life. You want to find the pain in your spirit. That's needs, true. That needs to just be tagged on all my tweets now. Hashtag Dr. MM. <laughs> yes, it should. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Every once in a while, I'll do like a, like a, like a, christian hashtag that's been out of style for years on the end of my tweets just to see what people will do oh you should do a christian cleavage one today that was a great that was a great hashtag i I miss i mean i remember i remember a couple of those twitter fights i don't remember the hashtag itself oh yeah this was our buddy jared wilson who started that hipster jared wilson or yeah 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 theology bro Jared no, theology <laughs> bro. Yeah, hipster Jared Wilson. He wrote a he wrote a post and he got worked. <laughs> I do. I totally remember that. I just don't remember, the, I don't remember the hashtag though. I don't think he started it, but someone did. Okay. Christian cleavage. I like. Uh, I stand with Doctor Moore. That, that's one of my favorite ones. Oh yeah. And also, the, a, it's the, a good one to just throw in. And also the fifteen. 
Yes. The 15 was like the pinnacle of self-righteous uh, reform Twitter. It was so good. I, I, am a, I too am a member of the 15, Ed Stetzer, just so you yeah. realize. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even remember what Ed Stetzer tweeted. Something uh, about like the fi- the 15 people this will upset or something. He deleted. He like cleared out his, <clears throat> his, his entire tweet history, but you can find screen caps of it. Oh, yeah. And he was something like, uh, it was like the Pope and like a prominent, I can't remember who it was. Piper agreed with something the Pope had said or something. Uh-huh. But it was something like really like generic, like it's okay to agree with this. Like it wasn't like he was you know agreeing to like all the points of catholicism or something but and then stetzer said yeah i'm so sick of every time something happens the same 15 angry calvinists on twitter get upset (laughs) yes yes oh here we go i found it at john piper mentions the pope and the same 15 calvinists who are mad at everyone for everything are outraged again Hashtag SMH. <laughs> so good. Uh. <laughs> Russell Moore had a good well actually to that tweet too. It's, it's hard to find, but like right after he tweeted it, Russell Moore was like, uh, well, actually, uh, 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 yes, yes. And the 15 angry Arminians, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> oh, right. Let's not just say the Calvinists are mad, even though they're definitely the matter ones. <laughs> Uh, I, I just love it. It's like, okay, oh, well, we're angry? Oh, okay. Well, we're going to react by being super angry about this. <laughs> we'll show you. <laughs> uh, good times. I don't I mean, is that, St- what, what is Ed Stesser? Like, isn't he, like, sort of reformed anyway? I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess I could look that up if I cared enough, but oh well. He's a professor at Wheaton College. <clears throat> well, you know, what what good thing ever came out of Wheaton? <laughs> I don't know. All right, <laughs> uh, you you have some uh, CCM takes? Well, we have I think we've run the gamut in scandalizing CCM songs in every way imaginable. So maybe we should talk about CCM in a more sophisticated way i mean we can try but if it if 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 it goes south you know i'm just gonna start doing inappropriate ccm jokes okay that sounds good so you had the idea to do like an overrated underrated well-rated ccm so there's a small problem but i (laughs) i don't really listen to much popular ccm anymore Mainstream, I should say. <clears throat> Excuse me. Should we pause as you as you tighten your scarf and, and sip your tiny, <laughs> sip your tiny yeah. latte? I am no, I'm not a snob. <laughs> I'm not a music snob. So, um, I think first we should just talk about mainstream CCM and how we feel about it. I pulled up. Um, I made like a playlist for myself of my of like the top 20 no top 10 and then i added a couple more so hold on i gotta pull it up on my phone because i don't have it in front of me so the number one song on the charts right now 
is Toby Mac. I just need you, period. And you is not spelled. It's just the letter U. And one thing we kind of found in this in this research is that the punctuation and spelling on these song titles is just all over the map. <clears throat> anyway, so how do you feel about that song, I Just Need You? Are, are you baiting me into doing my mean Toby Mac joke? Or how, how do you feel about Toby Mac in general? I just feel like, you know, one day he'll be able to tell his grandkids about being at the top of the charts. Um, like, you know, maybe tomorrow. <laughs> Yes, Toby Mac is getting on up there. He's 53. I looked it up yesterday. Because I was going to make it. Yesterday was your birthday, and I was kind of like, okay, how can I make a joke? (laughs) Who's going to make a joke about you being as old as Toby Mac? (laughs) I was like, wow, that's a stretch. He's really getting up there. So I have to say, um, I didn't like this song. (laughs) There's, there's two ways to look at Toby Mac. Here's my Toby Mac hot take. Uh, there's a not nice way of looking at Toby Mac. <laughs> and, and there's a way that you can look at him and say, he is really overachieved. Yeah, he just keeps going, huh? <clears throat> given, given his talent, he has really overachieved for himself. And he is at the top of the CCM charts right now, which is, you know, something. But I felt like the song was, <laughs> you really are going to laugh at me and think I sound like such a snob. I just felt like this song was like a reject from the Black Panther soundtrack. Like, wow, that's a hot take. <laughs> it was like, it's just, it's just trying so hard to be cool. And I didn't feel, I wasn't feeling it. Well, not, not everyone can be Sarah Groves, Casey. Okay, I'm going to give you my all my Sarah Groves rundown in a minute, okay? <laughs> Sarah Groves, my least favorite member of Point of Grace, by the way. <laughs> That's awful. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> so, I, here's the thing. It's also a, it's a taste, like, or a, not taste level. That sounds so snobby. Um, it's like, it's your preference for style. So... I don't. I didn't really like it. <laughs> I mean, everyone knows my affinity for Carmen. I, I sort of look at Toby Mac the way I look at Carmen in the sense of you really do not have a great singing voice, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and yet you have somehow managed to carve out a successful career. And for that, I give you credit. Right. Like, right. Know, I mean, you've he's figured it out. Yeah, you figured it out. Yeah, so if we go at this rate, we'll be here for another three hours going through these top ten songs. So <laughs> maybe I should talk about the people that I did like and <laughs> be nice. Sort right. of so mean. So there's like one or two on there, I'm guessing. Yeah, so I really liked the song um, Reckless Love by Corey. Oh, I thought it was Cody. It's Corey Asbury, who's from Asbury, probably not. Asbury. <laughs> Gosh. Sorry. Um, he's from, I think he was from Bethel. And I really like that song. It was, it's a good one. Um, I think that one thing we always have to talk about when we talk about CCM is how it has morphed in the last several years. 
because CCM artists used to be able to just write songs kind of, you know, like anybody else, just processing the world, but through their Christian world, like Christian lens. But then it like writing worship music became super popular to the like radio started playing songs that we would be singing in church. So now CCM artists kind of have this pull to record those kinds of songs because they think that's what people want. So there's kind of this like, there's like two different things going on in CCM, but they're not really divided like in the charts. So when you listen to your local Christian radio, you're going to get a song like, um, like Control by 10th Avenue North which is not necessarily like a praise and worship song you would sing in church, but then you're also going to get like all every song Hill song ever wrote. So I don't know. I don't really know if I like this morph. (laughs) Not that anybody asked me, but it just makes it difficult to like, it's hard for me to process these worship songs because in a way I'm I'm so cynical. I'm like, you are writing a worship song to make money, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because that's what's popular. So it's some of it. It's just kind of like, okay, but you knew that the song was going to get played 500 times a day or whatever by just my Christian radio <laughs> station. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I have like this, like the most popular worship bands. I'm just, I have this like tiny bit of skepticism, which maybe isn't right. Oh, Casey going all in on Sonic Flood today. <laughs> no, not Sonic Flood. But I don't know. Like when you think about a group like Need to Breathe, you know, they're not writing worship songs. They're mm-hmm. writing, they're writing just regular music, but from their perspective as christians Mm -hmm. so you just listen to it with a different ear if you process it differently yeah so anyways (laughs) (laughs) who's your favorite ccm artist (laughs) let's go backtrack just for a second okay it's 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 weird like how it's weird how places like bethel and Hillsong and Jesus Culture and like Elevate music. Mm-hmm. Like the pastors of those churches get so much flack and yet the music is so good. Yeah. Oh, I agree that the music can be really, really good. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I really like Elevation. I like what they put out. Um, I like most of Bethel stuff. Some of it gets, some of all of this gets just like a little bit. I don't know. Some of it does feel a little forced because like people are then expecting you to write worship songs, like and putting out like an album every two years. And can you really like, can you just make that happen in a genuine way? Whereas I could always, as if I was an artist, be processing my everyday life, you know, without having to turn it back into something where that people could sing every Sunday corporately. So yeah. 
I'm looking at my list to see other. There's a um. There's a song that's really popular right now by Blanca. Do you know who that is? Yes, I do. That song, Real Love. How do, how do you feel about that song? I, I'm going to ignore that question and just go to what I'm thinking about right now. When uh, Blanca was in, um, oh, what was that group? Uh, group on Crew. Group on Crew, yeah. couldn't think of the name. I went to one of some of their YouTube videos one time. And uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> there was like a, like a huge thread in the comments about like whether or not her pants were too tight in the oh video. brother it was beautiful like it was just a beautiful yeah comment section so she's actually from orlando she went to the same high school danny did she takes her kid to a preschool like a minute away from me oh wow um yeah she's local and she- i really i i like that song and i really like her voice i think she's really talented mm-hmm. um it's not my personal favorite style of music like, if I'm in the car by myself, it's not the kind of music I'm going to put on. But I think it's really good, and I think it speaks to a lot of people. So, the yeah, song is... Her pants, though. You know. <laughs> the song is really... It's called Real Love, and it's just about, like... Yeah, it's about dealing with real-life things. And please... I mean, it's basically like, please don't give me platitudes when I have real things going on, mm. which is good and I think needs to be said. So, yeah. Will and she, she's really nice. I've met her. She's really nice. Will she be appearing at the next Joshua Mills Orlando event? <laughs> I want to go with no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. I wanted to tweet out your Joshua Mills uh, happy birthday thing. But I, I couldn't feel like I couldn't figure out if anybody would. It probably needs to get tweeted out from the Fun Sexy Bible Time account. Oh, there you go. Those people would have uh, listened to the, the episode, know who he is. Uh, okay, who who do you think is the most overrated CCM artist? Like that everybody loves, and you're just like, eh, no, not so much. Mm, historically, maybe Larry Norman. I feel like if you're banging other people's wives, like maybe we need to stop. We need to stop like lavishing praise. Okay, on you. now somebody that people who are listening actually know about. People who are actually knowing about. Um, um, I mean, and we we've talked about casting crowns before. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, they don't have anything popular right now. I mean, Mercy Me is sort of like stuck in that let's just write something for radio phase. You know, I see, here's the thing about Mercy Me. We, and when I was in high school, we used to go to a conference every year. It used to be the Dawson McAllister conference. <laughs> and then it just changed to the student conference and the speaker was Mark Matlock. Do you know that name? Mm, yes. I okay. Yeah. <clears throat> so we would go every year and there would obviously be a worship band. And for a few years in a row, it was Mercy Me. And they had a few albums, like a couple. And there, we love, I mean, we love them. Bart has an amazing voice. Mm -hmm. Like he legitimately does have such a good voice. And Mm -hmm. they were so good and like seemed so genuine. And I can only imagine was on one of their, like, one of those early albums yeah. like mm-hmm. before before they what was their their big breakout album was i think almost there maybe mm-hmm. the one with the like the speedometer on it 
and it was on an album before that. So, like, I kind of have a soft spot for Mercy Me because of that history. But I do think with any CCM artist, like, you just, you get to the point where you have to make radio hits in order to make a living. I think Third Day got there a while ago. Um, yeah. I mean, Switchfoot's kind of like that, too. So this is why, <laughs> this is my segue, this is why I have a deep appreciation for artists like Sarah Groves. <laughs> <laughs> because she's not making radio hits. Like, it's it doesn't even seem to be on her radar. So, like, I have, because there's a certain sound for a radio song, at least for my local station. I have been in other cities where I'll turn it on and be like, oh, wow, they're playing Sarah Groves. But for uh, for where I am in Orlando, they don't play anything like that. Or Sandra McCracken or Andrew Peterson. Like, no, none of those people get played. But these people are writing, like, deep emotional lyrics that... You left out John Mark McMillan. Okay. <laughs> that, that's the trifecta. The, that's the Mount Rushmore right there. So I, I just have a, a very serious connection to Sarah Groves. And I have since my first year of college and every album of her life like goes with a season of my life and like certain songs go with very specific things and the thing about people like Sarah Groves also is it's not that they're they don't have fans they have extremely loyal fans and their fans love them but they're just not mainstream which, gosh, that stuff sounds so hipster, doesn't it? Yeah, pretty much. But if, like, I'm going to make you a Sarah Groves playlist. <laughs> then be like, this neat. And another thing about her, too, is I literally have a Sarah Groves song for anything you might be going through. <laughs> like, it's just, we're talking about, you know, 15 years of just music. And I don't know. So my my one Sarah Grove story, I've met her too after a concert a few years ago, and it was the best, is that right after I had my second child, Darcy, you know, the transition from one to two kids is super hard. But when they're only 20 months apart, it's like, wow. So she put out a new album, and I am not a crying person, but... I cried at the first chords before she started singing because it was just like, this is so good. <laughs> so there's my circles emotional crying story. Hold on. My headphones just fell out. <laughs> All right. So is now a good time to lay out the reasons why I don't like Sarah Groves or. Yeah. Go ahead. Let's hear it. <laughs> Cause I will refute them. Another reason I like her, and this is the, the kind of music I appreciate, this is also why I really like Bethany Dillon and Sandra McCracken, is because they are really good singers, but they're not showy singers. Yeah. So, like, they have a, they have a very real vocal talent, but it's not like, they, they don't overdo it. <sighs> <laughs> and also, Sarah Groves and I have the exact same range. So I can sing every song with her. Maybe one of the biggest what ifs in Christian music is what happens if Bethany Dillon doesn't get 
gobbled up by the by the guy from Shane and Shane. <laughs> by the Shane? Yeah, one of the Shanes from Shane and Shane. Like she was she's like nineteen. Like she was just starting out. Mm-hmm. But I guess Yeah. Some of us like to get married when we're teenagers. I mean who would do that? <laughs> like who would even do that? <laughs> yeah, she she had some really amazing music. Yeah. Like some really amazing lyrics for the age that she was and what she was writing. Okay, well you, well, you got married when you were young, but but Danny was also young. Yeah, we were nineteen and twenty. We okay. weren't nineteen and thirty. Wait, wait, yeah, I was gonna say, what if it was? What if he was thirty and you were nineteen? Would that have changed it? Yeah, that would. That's gross. <laughs> no, don't put that in the podcast. That's so mean. <sighs> <laughs> Yeah. Another one of my big what ifs from from Christian music is is I just wonder like what if what if Phil Joel had taken off as a solo artist? Like I really do not understand why he never took off as a solo artist. I don't know if I've ever listened. No, well, there you go. I, I don't. I just don't know. Who's your Who's your underrated CCM? Oh wow! Like my hipster roll call is that what this is? I mean, it's not hipster. It's just like. The people that aren't mainstream. <laughs> it's not history. It it's the people who I l- listen to that I feel superior about. Because I don't feel else. superior for listening to anybody. <laughs> I definitely don't. I, I genuinely don't. I'm just like, this is the music that connect I connect with. And because of my personality as like a, a not super emotionally driven person, like, these are this is the type of music that actually helps me with like get in touch with my emotions, you know, instead of just always being in my head. Yeah, but you're a mostly so, good person too. So <laughs> like you're like if you're but I'm not and you're asking me to tell like who my hipster artists are and then like I'll tell, but then if everybody likes them I'll have to find somebody else. So Okay. Well you're gonna have to get over that and tell us. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I think I think Paper Route's really talented. I've never listened to them. Um, all time, I think. Is this a is this a, a a group or? Yeah, they're a band. Okay, is it all males? Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, I think historically, I still think Rich Mullins probably never mm-hmm. quite got his due. Well, he died, so. Yeah, so who cares? <laughs> I'm just saying that's why. Well, maybe not though. He was kind of weird, I think. Yeah, he's definitely. So, weird. And I get it because, like, when I was younger, people like I would hear people say, "Well, you just don't understand Christian music unless you understand uh, Larry Norman or, or or Keith Green." And I'd be like, "Okay, whatever." Like those guys are all who cares. So, like, I kind of get it now that nobody wants to go back and listen to Rich Mullins. But I think, right? Yeah, I hear you. I think he's underrated. <laughs> yeah. So. Okay, but who, so if you're going to drive, just assuming you're like me, if you're going to drive somewhere alone, this is the time you get to listen to whatever you want in the car. Uh What would you put on? CCM wise, not like Jimmy Eat World. (laughs) (laughs) But what if they were Christian? That would be a great album. (laughs) I would. (laughs) I I like Jimmy. I like Jimmy Eat World. I know. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, let's see. I, I mean, this is a paper. Uh, I'd probably. I don't know. Um, 
Song. What about what about worship music? Do you have a favorite? Yeah, I mean, I, I like Delirious. I like Sonic Flood. Um, okay, but I, I also like a lot of the, the newer stuff. Like, I'm not, I'm not too cool for United. Like, I think yeah. they, they've done some good songs. And yeah, Ele- Elevation's pretty good too. I listen to them. You know, I realized yesterday that I that writes a lot of really good worship music. I actually didn't realize he's written a few of the songs we've done in church. Is Phil Wickham? Are you familiar with him? Yeah, I'm not like a huge fan, but maybe I just don't know enough of his stuff. Yeah, I really liked his album Ascension. He has a new album too. I haven't really listened to much, but I'm just trying to think through like this question that I just asked. Like, obviously, if I'm alone in the car, I'm going to put on Sarah Groves. Like, <laughs> okay. I got, so, so these here's my these are my these are my run through. Sarah Groves, Andrew Peterson, but not. I, I actually am not familiar with all of Andrew Peterson's catalog. I got hooked on the Burning Edge of Dawn and, and Sandra McCracken. Or dashboard confessional. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's my here's my final answer to the uh, to who's underrated because I just thought of this one. Someone escaped me. Okay. Barlow girl, I think Barlow girl is <laughs> way Dan- underrated. Danny's laughing so hard right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were really good. Um, yeah, did they write songs about anything other than saving themselves for marriage? Hey, listen. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's so mean. Barlow Girl just sort of disappeared, so I uh I don't know. I I wonder if they went the way of a lot of super repressed Christians from that era and just sort of you know, tasted alcohol for the first time <laughs> and things like that. Uh, I actually, I asked my friend Lee what happened to them. I can't remember what she said. It was kind of like a, they're just doing their own thing type answer. It wasn't anything. Yeah. My my favorite is like Rebecca St. James, like the poster girl for, (laughs) for courtship and how, you know, she's going to save, save herself for this perfect Christian man. And then she winds up marrying the bassist for foster the people. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> Whatever, you know. Which uh, he may be a great guy. It's just, it's, it's just funny. I'm sure he is. <laughs> okay, so now we've given people homework, right? You have to go listen to these underrated. I'm gonna go listen to Paper Route. No, don't do that because then I'll have to find somebody else. What? If no. They, if they become popular too, then I'll then I won't feel superior. You think I have the power to make somebody popular? <laughs> Let me guarantee you, I do not. I'm gonna make you a Sarah Girls playlist, and I'm gonna send it with a story with every song. <laughs> like never ending i was like waiting for there to not be jokes and then wow